If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you'd like to acquire more customers and generate more sales with less effort, then talk to Sophie Barrington at Archer Creative. She's the first and only full-service equine marketing agency in the Southern Hemisphere, serving Australian and international equine brands. Go to horsechats.com, search for Sophie, search for Barrington or search for Archer Creative and her contact details will be at the bottom of the page. Today, I'm delighted to get back Aaron Scobie. Aaron's going to talk to us today about 10 tips for training cow horses and no one better qualified, of course, than Aaron to talk about it. You know, if you haven't already heard about Aaron, listen to Aaron, go to episode 418 and, you know, you'll find it... um, three times Youth World Cup competitor, and you'll just go right through his story and just go, um, yeah, I've got to listen to this guy. Very simple in his process, not complicated, just gets to the point. He likes to take the time to establish the fundamentals to set up for a long and sustainable career. Now, I welcome you again, Aaron. How are you? Thanks, Gwyneth. Good, thank you. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Aaron, we're talking about tips on training cow horses. You've got go, stop, turn. Can't get more complicated than that. Aaron, what if you, anything else that you'd like to say about that? That to me is just, wow, you know, no nonsense stuff. Just do it. Yeah. 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 So that really, you know, forms the basis of the program. Um, and if your horse goes with a cow, stops with a cow, turns with a cow, um, they're a cow horse. You know, there's not much more that you need to do. You know, there's some polish and that sort of things that we but, but really, they need to be doing those three things before you can can start thinking about doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Reading the reading the cow, um, now starting to initiate that that go stop turn. Um, and if you focus on those three things, you're gonna gonna end up with a pretty nice horse. Okay, good, good. Now, simplicity again. Broke is broke. Yep. So I suppose to add a little context around that one. Uh, for me, you know, when we talk about a broke horse, um, it, it's one that is. You know, pretty well along the training path. Um, we've got really good control of, of you know all the parts of the horse's body, so his head um, through his cage and his hips. Um, and what that means in the context of training cattle is that any time you pick up on the horse to correct him or to help him, um, he he stays connected to the cow. If if you don't have him broke, if you don't have a distance out of him. Whenever you pick up on them, you know, lift their head up or, you know, brace on you with their body a little bit and, and their mind comes straight off that cat and um, starts thinking about what you're doing um, or you can't actually, you know, get their body in the position it needs to be so it becomes a bit of a fire. As a, you know, yes, we, we want them really broke, but we don't want to, want to be helping them, you know, or, or telling them what to do all the time. Okay. So, Aaron, something you just said about staying connected to the cow, this is really about letting the horses think. Absolutely. So, um, you know, what we want as, as an end result is the horse that's thinking and, and is helping us, um, you know, watching that cow, reading that cow and, and helping us work it. And the big part of the training process for that is to make sure that we're letting them think, we're giving them the opportunity to initiate, 
that go stop turn that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that they're broke enough that when we do help them, uh, we don't take the mind off the cow. Uh, we, you know, about that, um, kind of connect everything up to that cow. You know, there's pretty easy to train one to be mechanical, uh, yep. where they just do what you tell them to. But, you know, when you get in those tricky spots, you really want that horse thinking, you know, that's what, what letting them think, you know, allows happen. Yep, yep. All right. Now, in the same simplistic turn, you know, and I like it, I, I haven't been to one of your clinics, but I can just imagine that people that do go to your clinics would be saying, yep, he says that, yep, yep. <laughs> stop means yep. stop. You know, sometimes a horse does something and I'll say to the rider, stop, and they don't. Then you slow down and sort of turn around and keep going. But you're talking here, stop yep. means stop, and um, something absolutely non-negotiable, stop. Tell us a little bit more about this stop means stop and why it's non-negotiable. Yeah, sure. So definitely, um, you know, from I suppose my background is the, the rain gow horse um, sort of event, so we get going. Um, pretty quick going down the fence a lot of times and you know you're pretty close to to the cow and there's there's lots of opportunity for things to go wrong um yeah it's good you know there's certainly the opportunity there and it's it's kind of the same in the um, camp drafting um Mm -hmm. cutting is a little bit different because you know you're further away from the cow you're not you know running up next to it so much but um the idea is any time that you know my horse or or, you know we're getting in a bit of a, a a bad situation where back and there's potential for it to you know flip underneath horse and then you know you'll take a bit of a tumble or something like that but I really want to know that I'll pick my hands up that horse comes back and, and stops um, mm-hmm. so I'll spend a lot of time you know driving to the hip of that cow and then you know stopping or, or just you know guiding that horse off and going loping circles or doing something else um, and, and especially if I ever feel like that horse is, is rushing to that cow um, or you know, trying to take over a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, yep. those, those are all those opportunities I'm going to use to to stop and make sure they're listening, mate. Okay, okay. And you've talked before about the horse needing to think, but if we talk about the cow as the cue, tell us a little bit about training cow horses and why the cow is the cue. Yep. So, um, you know, in, in general terms of training, we talk about sort of inter. With the, the internal being what we as a rider do, um, ask the horse to do, the external is is everything else. So um, an example of that is if there's, there's a tarp or something flapping over in the corner, that's external stimulus, and typically we don't want the horse to pay any attention to it. Um, when you're working cattle, you've got external stimulus, which is the cow, but you do want that horse thinking about it, reading it, um, you know, understanding what that cow's going to do, so it sort of helps you. And that's where, um, you know, again, I have broke. So it can help them uh, keep, keep that connection uh, to the cow, but we don't want to be on what to do all the time. So we want to let the cow get turned, you know, and then they sort of pull that horse through the turn um, so that that horse is the chance to read the cow as early as possible. You know, a lot of times, I mean, this horse is the kind of cow anyway, yeah. So they get out there and, and you know, cow stops, they kind of try and stop and do something, cow turns, and they kind of think, oh, you know, correct frame or as efficiently as you want to down the track, and they and do something. And that's what you want to really reinforce. Um, and then just take that 
Yep, nothing that, that pretty well covers it. I mean, it's just it's it's letting that horse start, letting that cow start things, and then letting the horse, you know, follow them through. Yep, yep. So, Aaron, this reading cattle, we talk about people reading horses. Tell us a bit about how the horse needs to be able to read them and, and how we can even recognise that the horse is starting to read the cattle. Yep. So that's, I mean, again, um, you'll feel it when you're riding one as, as that cow moves and that horse goes to do something. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of times they don't know what they should be doing or where they should be going, but they, they feel like they should be doing so. That's the start of it. But the other side of that is we need to be able to read cattle really well as well. Especially from the training point of view, we we kind of know what that cow is going to do, and we can help the horse as much as we can. Uh, you know, and a lot of times, the best way to do that is just go spend a lot of time around cattle. Uh, yep. You'll find, you know, time and time again, that these guys, you know, in events or, or any of that sort of stuff, if they they might be really good horsemen, but if they can't read cattle, they're going to struggle. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, whereas okay. if you get someone that can can read cattle and can kind of ride a horse, you, you're going to be in a pretty good spot. Yep, yep. So if we've got the person reading the cattle, the horse reading the cattle, that's a pretty good partnership then. Yep, yep. Yeah, hopefully they're both thinking the horse cows doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So what then should the person be doing? You know, if the horse is reading the cattle and anticipating their movements and, yep. yeah, what should the person be doing? How can they be helpful? Yep, yeah, yep. And that brings us, obviously, to Next one, but it's about staying horses' way. So quite often I see people <laughs> working cattle um, is, is trying to, you know, they'll see the cowman trying to put themselves in position. You know, how they're actually getting on a horse, and so yeah, that's when they demean and, and you know, always ride before that motion. So before the horse gets there, they under that person's there already. Sort of think of it like you know they're at the front going to the front. <laughs> What we really be doing is pushing that horse down in front of us, you know, being behind the motion a little bit and, and letting that horse take us, you know, where it needs to Okay. Um, so you're more pushing rather than sort of out the front pulling with it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, staying out of their way. Um, the same as is when we're not working cattle, you know, we just need to stay out of their way as much as we can um, and let them find the right place. Um but the biggest thing with that is, is when we're working cattle, you know, typically at some stage everything's going to get going a bit faster. Um, we really need to make sure we stay slow with our hands and legs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, the speed's gone, gone faster doesn't mean we need to ride faster and harder. Okay. Okay. So if we've got to remember what our job is, what can we say? What can go wrong there that we forget what our job is? Yep. And, and then how can we remember what our job is? Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, something we see a lot of times is, um, you know, working a, a single cow in a rented or you've got a uh, bunch of cattle so caught up in just holding that cow in the one spot or, you know, holding it away from the other cows and kind of forget they're not going to add any benefit long term. You know, I always say to them, if that cow gets it's probably not going to jump out of the arena and, and it does. You know, we'll go and get it and be fine. Um, it's not sort of life we have to hold that cow in that spot, um, especially in the early days with we're trying to build confidence with horses. Yeah. So, you know, I always say, match your horses correct. Um, you know, if you have to you know, win the ground a little bit longer or, or just, you know, let the cow get away and get your turn correct and then go catch it again, 
you're much better off than, than sort of woman ground and, and flying out of the turn. And, you know, all you're doing is teaching your horse to throw shoulders around it. You know, it really should be. Yeah. So, you know, so again, it's, it's all the way through the training process that we work with cattle or not. Think about that long term is um, just to get the gate open and close and get out of there, or is it teach your horse to close the gate you know, properly and back and yeah. that stuff? So it's the same thing uh, all the way through. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Okay, and then Aaron, I know, you know, we're training horses. It's got to be consistent. You know, I suppose we've got a training regime. But what can you say, what tips can you give people about blocking your time so that we can prepare and work our horses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So when we're talking about blocking our time, uh, you know, it's a little bit more specific to, to the Rain Cow Horse event where we're typically we're training these horses to do the rain work so they've got a you know, raining pattern and they've got to work cattle um, down the fence and potentially out of the herd like a cutting horse does as well. So um, what we find, you know, because there is, is, you know, trying to work in blocks of three days, so it's three days working cattle, you know, which allows you to, you know, the first day, you know, just kind of ease back into it. Okay. Introduce them to it the second day, you can, you know, get a bit of work done and then build on it the third day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll go and spend three days, you know, doing the rain work, doing the dry work. Okay. And just... You know, go through that cycle. Um, they'll have you know a day or two off. Then we'll go do three days of the cattle and three days of the rain work sort of stuff. Um, you know, and that allows consistency within the the, the different events um, without having a big break. You know, between them, you don't want to spend you know a whole week working on rain work and then a whole week working on your cattle. You know, working mm. cattle because you know there's too big a gap in between those, and you're going to spend most of that time going back to what you were, you know, what you did last. Yes, yes, yeah. we yeah. use those little bit shorter blocks, you, you get a bit more time and everything. And then as they get, um, as they get, you know, further down the path, you will start to, to do both those events in, in the one day. So you'll mm-hmm. work on your raining a little bit, then, you know, go and work on go work for that as well. Okay, okay. But early on, try and separate them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's an interesting um, training, and you know, I think we come in, and, and it's people with your experience that can say to someone who's just coming in, "This is the best way to block your time if you're training this way." Yeah, mm. yeah. Now we're talking about you know the long term and looking for the good. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, again, um, you know, something that's pretty pretty relevant. 
when we work with you know, cattle, especially when we go and work you know, cattle for the first few times, is constantly looking for that. That was just you know, make one move that I haven't asked it to. Yeah, uh, said you know earlier, they'll sort of you know they'll know that they want to move and that they're not really sure what to do if they've got anything on them anyway. So we want to make sure we we give them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get really excited when one really you know kind of connect all the dots and then that cow goes and that and kind of pulls that horse through there. You know, and, and that's the the good that we've got to look for. It's not. You know, getting out there and working cattle half a dozen times and thinking, well, my horse isn't, you know, running over there and stopping and running over there. I mean, it's, it's you know, yeah. finding those little bits, building that confidence. Um, you know, especially like if that, that cow stops and your horse kind of tries to stop, then, you know, on the, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. encouragement that the horse you're sitting on has got the capability and, you know, all the bits there to actually go and, and be a cow horse. Yeah. Um, as opposed to one when that cow yes. just falls on past. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, that's that's all the the little good points like that are all what build together and, and make a really nice horse. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's true in any discipline too, Aaron. You know, I mean obviously you you know, you've come through, you've given us all these tips, sort of been building on each other, but um the whole looking for the good and rewarding the horse for those tiny little things, I think that's just a, a sign of a real good horseman. You know, and I think um, if people do get the opportunity to, you know, go to any of the clinics or catch up with you at any time, I think that would be particularly if you're interested in training cow horses. But even if not, and I really like the cross-discipline training, you know, you're not you're doing another sport within the equine world, but you have the chance to go to a clinic or even if you just go and fence it with Aaron, I think it's well worth your time and effort to get there and um if anyone wants to contact you, Aaron, or wants to talk to you about even organising a clinic, what's the best way to do that? The easiest way is through Facebook. Um, okay. So we've got a, a Facebook page, which is A&K Scobie Performed. So through that, or, or obviously you can you know, give us a call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but pretty forward and I think people are used. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we put our clinics and lessons and stuff up there, so. Yeah. And I've got to talk to you about your sponsors. I mean, those details will be on Horse Chats as well. So it'll be horsechats.com slash Aaron Scobie too, or else just go to horsechats.com, search for Aaron or search for Scobie. But your sponsors, you know, and I think it's really important that we thank our sponsors. We've got to make sure that sponsors, it's not just a one-way deal where sponsors are paying us. You've got some sponsors. Can you talk to us a little bit about them and what they do? Because it's not just about contacting you about a clinic. If you're happy to support these people, they're sponsoring you, but you obviously believe in their products, tell us a little bit about them too so our listeners, if they're interested, they can contact those people as well. Yep. Yeah, so uh, first one, Diamond Country, so it's a clothing store um, based up in Queensland, but they have a pretty big Yeah, the problem, uh, 
uh, business like that. It's a you know local business or country business, and they're really trying to make uh, make a difference for people out in the country. You know, as far as having really, um, some of those really good brands uh, and you know, a bunch of really nice people as well. So um, works out pretty good, but. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Aaron. Thanks for chatting to us today. And, um, you know, as I said, if you'd like to contact Aaron or even contact any of their sponsors, those details will be on horsechats.com slash Aaron Scobie. Thanks for chatting to us today, Aaron. We look forward to some more tips coming up from you and hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Cool. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.